I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Your host, April Lampert. That's not me. That's you. Ha. Who am I? Amy. Oh, oh, I didn't take my cue. We're winging it today. Amy. Baldwin. Yeah. April and Amy the A team here to talk to you about sex and relationships. This episode, oh my gosh, is this another in person one? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. We actually have, so usually don't get to do in person episodes because we're in Santa Cruz. So we've done three in a row. Almost. I know. This is our third, is, yeah. We also live in an area where we're lucky enough to have really amazing practitioners and yeah. speakers and doctors and, and things. And and now that well, I don't want to say that the pandemic, but no one's isolating as much as they used to. So we're able to see people in person. Yeah. And we can record without masks on. I know. This is nice. Makes it really audible. It's real nice. So this episode is with Jenny Putt. I don't actually have her. I mean, she's got has all like the initials after because she has a degree that makes it so she's a fabulous physical therapist now specializing in the pelvic floor. And so this has to do with orgasms, with pleasure, with health. And guess what, everyone? Everyone has a pelvic floor. And your pelvic floor health definitely affects your pleasure in terms of having orgasms, intensity of your orgasms, and then other health issues outside of that. Um, So this is really valuable knowledge. And Jenny's awesome. I've known her actually since seventh grade, I'm pretty sure. Have you really? I think so. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we went to junior high together. So Um, so you don't remember? Well, it's either that or ninth, but I, I, I think it's seventh. Regardless, yeah. you knew each other when you were young. Yeah. Luds. I know she used to be a soccer player. Oh. Yeah, she's good at the suckers. And she's really good at pelvic floors. Uh, and when you hear her bio, too, it's kind of awesome because it talks about all the different things that you're like, whoa, that's a lot for the pelvic floor. So today we're doing a, taking a different approach. Generally, we would do a sex question, uh, but we are now going to lead into some findings from an OMGS study on anal. But before we do that, we also want to say this at the end of the show. So at the end of the interview with Jenny, there will be a trailer for one of our beloved podcast familia. You know, they're part of our family in our pleasure podcast network, sluts and scholars podcast, and they're having an event uh, and there's like a mini one minute trailer at the end of the show. So stay tuned so you can hear about it because it sounds like an awesome opportunity. It's at a retreat in Malibu. So We'll just leave it at that, but stay and we've tuned. we've been to that place, that place is in Malibu. Awesome. It's so incredible, oh and you won't want to miss it, so yeah. stay tuned. The findings that we're going to share are all about anal. Woo! 
And OMGS, as you... Oh, it's still anal August. It's still anal August. This is why this is perfect. OMGS is linked to... They're one of the first companies. They're not even a company. They're a research-based organization that was one of the first to do pleasure-based research in the world, people, in the world. And we talked a lot about them. I mean, how many times? Thousands, thousands of times. Yeah. One million times. Five million dollars. they've extended their research realm and they've researched uh, about... This is also with vulva owners, but 3,000 people... People ages 18 to 93, all about anal pleasure. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to share some of this because we've talked about anal so often. Well, and I think believe this is one of the first studies about anal pleasure in general. In general. And and so because especially like, with vulva owners. Yeah, exactly. It has, it's this thing that like a lot of people are doing, but we don't talk about it and no one's studying to understand like what is most pleasurable, what are the experiences. So if you want, so we're, we're gonna read some of the stats here because they're quite interesting. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to our, our website, shamelesssex.com. And then on our blog, we actually have links there. So you can actually look at the exact study with more information. Uh, but it's quite fascinating. And April just looked it up and actually saw the stat that 43% of vulva owners say they experience pleasure from some sort of anal touch. And these are the folks that were researched. That's four in 10 folks researched. So and think it, about that. That's a lot of people. Over 3K people ages 18 to 93, very wide age range. So, okay, so let's start with some of the stats. So the main the question here that is, what about anal touch makes it pleasurable for you? And then we'll name, we'll talk about the actual st- statistics. So, so we've talked about this on shows before when it comes to anal play. So when it comes to it, anal touch happening at the same time as other clitoral touching or vaginal sex. It's like combined. Yes. So it can make the experience more pleasurable. And 39.9 so basically if you round up 40% of all of the people in the study said that this did happen that when anal touch occurs at the same time, anal play occurs at the same time as other stimulation erogenous zones, they experience a lot of pleasure and actually more pleasure. And this doesn't necessarily mean something inside of their ass because this is just touch just, just could literally be a mouth, fingers. It's an internal just, or just external. external. Yeah, right. exactly. Just, some sort, just some of. sort of addition of that, right? Or a toy maybe. Um, and the, one of the other ones is, so for so what about anal touch makes it more pleasurable for you? It has its own unique sensation that I find pleasurable. So it's a unique experience that involves pleasure and, or, and inspires a lot of pleasure. That's close to 40% too. It's 38.9%. So that's a high st- statistic. Like there's this unique amount of pleasure that comes from just this experience alone or maybe combined with something, but it feels different and it involves a lot of pleasure. And one of them that we've mentioned before, either on anal episodes or just talking about sex in general and from a personal account that I resonate with, it can make my orgasms feel more intense. Mm-hmm. And 27, over 27% of the folks in the study of the 3,000 plus people also experienced the same happenings, meaning that their orgasms were intensified by having anal play introduced Mm -hmm. and Again, that's not full penetration. It depends. But Everyone's I, different. Yeah. I love when there's added either just oh, sometimes yeah, just finger. a finger, even a pinky finger. Or, or, or just on the outside, or, rubbing, on the outside. rubbing on the anus. And like how it. many nerve endings are in the, well, the entry of the anus has the most nerve endings. Well, it's the same, similar to your lips. The clitoris has the most nerve endings out of anything. But like it, is, it has the same amount as your lips. They're like pretty spot on in terms of in the approximate. Do you know the number? It's over 4,000. Wow. And the clitoris is 8,000. Go clits. Um, so Depending it, on the human, yeah, everyone's different. I might have like twenty five thousand, yeah, you're, in my anus, yeah, 
You don't even know. I mean, I'm pretty you sure. Can, you can, when I go, when I die, and this is not getting morbid, but you can donate my body to science and see how many nerve endings I have in my anus. Like, wow, her ass had 50,000 nerve endings. Yes, it did. And I only have four. <laughs> <laughs> so some other quick stats here. So we said it makes it feel, feel more intense. Some other quick stats. It feels more f- profoundly intimate and emotional. That was about 18%. It can make it easier for me to have an orgasm during other kinds of touch. That's over 16%. And the one that we really really want to advocate for is once I or we use enough lube 22 plus percent I think that should be 99 percent though personally so I'm like yeah I will never advocate for any anal play and even vaginal play a lot of times just because when you're touching surfaces of the bodies internally or externally it's just nice to have more lubrication so the anus is not self-lubricating no and spit gets absorbed real quick so get some lube so get some lube we love uber lube you know this it's long lasting doesn't get sticky it has no flavor no scent it's great for anal and i think that, yeah i when i saw that i was like so but you know the reason why that step might be that case is because some other people were using enough lube oh yeah so they actually were actually doing that but, but other people did it without lube and then once they finally did they're like oh this is really nice i know well i get mortified when people are like oh i just use some vaseline or some oh, olive oil i'm like please geez. don't do that please yeah. because that's not formula that's for cooking and for cuts or for i don't I know can get for- down with like some extra virgin coconut for? oil vaseline is petroleum oil and petroleum is not i know but what do people use it for sometimes like, they use it for lube but no no so, but aside from that oh i don't lot, actually know there's a lot of purposes like they'll use it for it coats the skin really well so okay. if you have extremely dry skin then like vaseline it's like this thick 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 so okay so it can help with any cuts and things yeah it means long lasting but it's not thick, like neosperm but, but like put that, put that in a pussy though oh no, no i mean you're you absorb the petroleum and it, it coats the pussy in a way that your body can't naturally cleanse it out it's just okay. not good for no. mucous membranes in my opinion but just saying, that's just my, my opinion. Also, condoms thing. aren't safe to use with those things. No oils with condoms. Right. Yeah. So that is also not good. If you're not using yeah. condoms, though, still, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine your, your skin could breathe freely with having a coat of the petroleum over it. Uh, no, certainly not. And I don't, yeah, I can't speak to anal play with petroleum because I will never try it because petroleum, I don't want to go in my bloodstream and the mucous membranes absorb everything. So we stick to Uber Lube and healthier uh, ingredients. Um, okay, I so love last, stats. The I'm last thing, I, I know. And it was, we're not doing a sex question today. We're doing stats um, because OMGS, so as April said, they have multiple seasons. They have, and they have season one, which is external vulva pleasure season two, studied with, what was it, 20,000, 60,000, 20, 20,000 different people. Um, but, vulva owning people uh, individuals and now it's and then season three is with sex toys sounds like an anal season's coming out i think so I'm we're such huge fans excited. they're really an, an incredible company that is changing the face of pleasure because they're doing research they're actually researching real humans and thousands of them and the, the this is primarily based in the u.s uh, however it's a sample of the world and i think that getting an idea of pleasure as it goes and i i know that they're going to extend into penis play eventually yeah. and that's uh, a different a topic and time and and they take a lot of time to release seasons because, yeah. look, they're doing the research and they're combining this data so you can get all the information to help you have more pleasure. So um, check out OMGS.com. Uh, well, OMGS.com slash shameless. Yes, you get $5 this is off or 10% off, sorry, if you buy any of the seasons. And we needed more research on anal anyway. So I'm so fucking and it's not And it's not a subscription. You no. just pay once and you get access to all of their content all of the time, anytime, forever and ever and ever and ever. And then go to our blog to check out the study. If you're like, I don't trust 
trust your stats. Like there, like there's a legitimate study there that you can check out. Okay. Um, so, all right. Yes. So calling all people that are in Santa Cruz Bay area. Are you in Monterey? Are you in San Jose? Are you in San Francisco? Arcata? Are you in Hollister? Are you in, well, you could fly from are you Vegas. In Big Sur? Are you in Vegas? If you are close to Santa Cruz, California on September 18th, Guess 2022. what? 2022. Oh, yeah. If this is 21-22, then no, we're not going yes, to do it. Yes. I will yeah. be, my body would be at I would be robot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this event going on here in Santa Cruz. April and I will both be there. It's September 18th. We're not teaching there. We are just there for fun. We're participating. We're participating, yes. It's 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And it's by our beloved, dear friend, kick-ass, motherfucking, powerful woman, Dude. Karina Reed. Uh, she owns Fuel Fit. Fitness. This is F-U-E-L fitness with a P-H. So fuelfitness.com again with a P-H. She's doing this fantastic event. She's all about... Like, is it fantastic with a P-H? Yeah. No, it's... Uh, no. I'm just kidding. Actually, it could be. But fuel, <laughs> P-H-I-T-N-E-S-S.com. So, so anyways, this event, she wants to do this once a year, bring the community together. It's all about fitness, health, taking care of your bodies, and then community. And she's just like the best person i mean she, she's kicked my ass so many times if you want to take a great class also go to her um she even has streaming classes too but so this event starts with a dance class or a dance party with actually this woman gina garcia is actually kind of famous for world dance and then we go into a hit class what does hit stand for high interval high interval um oh god something training um high high intensity intensity interval interval training training. with karina who will kick your fucking butt but you'd go at your own pace and then you get yoga from shawnee from yoga of all movement who's also from sanity cruise shout out to shawnee she's awesome and what she's doing what she's creating so how do you sign up so you go to fuelfitness.com and you'll see the events you sign up come there hang out with us be our friends we'll sweat work out together and if you're not following us on instagram go check it out because there'll be some silly clips of karina drilling us and April's really strong and I'm not. So, I mean, I'm strong, but April's a fucking badass. Oh, Lord. Well, I try. So, are you ready for a bio? I am. All right. Another local Santa Cruz human here. Jenny Putt is a pelvic floor physical therapist, and sex educator, among many other letters that go after her name. She believes talking about sex, poop, pee, and genitals shouldn't be deemed awkward or inappropriate, and that the world would be a better place if people were more connected to their pelvic floor and had access to more pleasure. To learn more, visit JennyPuttPT.com. That's J-E-N-N-Y-P-U-T-T-P-T.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time. Uh, we were just talking about uh, retainers and HJs. And red hot chili peppers. and But hand jobs with uh, wrist brace on since you have carpal tunnel now from writing a book. The sex is flaring in oh, here. Yeah, it's super sexy. How does everyone feel about an HJ with a wrist brace on? Okay, anyways, that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about the pelvic floor. Uh, and when you're like, pelvic floor, interesting. Is that exciting? I don't know. Is Guess that? what? <laughs> Everyone has one. Y'all have pelvic floors, all humans, uh, and penis owners, vulva owners, and all the other owners of bits. And your pelvic floor is an important part of your sexual health and pleasure. So we are here with Jenny Putt PT to talk all about pelvic floor health and sexuality, sensuality, maybe how it contributes to orgasms. I don't know all the things. Um, I've actually known Jenny. So so is it seventh grade or ninth grade? Were you mentioned Hill? I was mentioned Hill. So it's seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. That's Santa Cruz talk for where they went to school, everyone. 
group. Yeah, a long time. And now Jenny is working in the same field of uh, sexuality as an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, but you actually put your hands on people's bodies to fix their pelvic floors. Basically. I do. Yeah, it's I very, do. a little different than my work. <laughs> so Jenny, we already read your bio in the intro, but can you tell our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? A little more about your story. Yeah, so um, probably a little different than a lot of people who are in the sexuality umbrella. I'm a physical therapist, so that starts off as being treating all the joints, just like a standard boring pelvic PT or just regular PT. (laughs) Um, And then I got into the pelvic floor for lots of different reasons. Um, It's a part of our body that's really important that we're not originally trained in as physical therapists. Got into the pelvic floor and in that you start talking about poop pee sex all the time. Oh, the first two people like, ah, so turned on poop pee sex. Which I love talking about because not enough people talk about it. And I love like what you guys do too of just like taking subjects that people might cringe talking about and making it really common to talk about making it fun. Cause we all experience all these things. Um, and we all also don't have, um, access to a lot of information about it. So that's what got me into the pelvic floor. And then as I started treating pelvic floor dysfunction, I kind of realized that the root of pelvic floor dysfunction, a lot of the times is a disconnect, mm. um, which can come off as sexual dysfunction. Um, and among other things, among other signs and symptoms that we maybe we'll talk about, or maybe won't, but that the root is really this disconnect and that in connecting to the space, we also get to have, you know, a, maybe someone's coming in for not peeing themselves, but then, oh, wow, their sex life improves too. as <laughs> like a side of that. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes people are coming in specifically for um, improving their, their sex life. And then I just generally speaking, got really into like, okay, well, where does this disconnect come from? Where does it start? Um, and when do we start shaming our genitals? And when do we start disconnecting? And it's super early on, I feel like. So that I recently became a sex educator and am in the trajectory of kind of blending that sex ed, pleasure-based sex ed with pelvic floor. Um, I'm practicing with my four and a half year old daughter (laughs) now with regards to just, you know, having a more pleasure based sex education. Like you actually talk about like masturbation and stuff. We talk about the clitoris and how it's um, a beautiful area full of wonderful sensation. And I encourage exploration. And I, I, someone told me that when I was younger, totally. And I give her, cause I, it's actually very developmentally normal to explore the area. And we start with this huge connect to the area. And then it's just the messaging that we hear or the discouragement to, or, you know, don't touch and, and giving weird names to our privates. Um, and so I feel like it really starts there, which is getting me into the whole sex ed base. Um, even though currently I'm mostly <laughs> sticking my fingers in holes to treat pelvic floor dysfunction. I'm just sticking my fingers <laughs> in holes. But this is the thing about the pelvic floor. I actually didn't realize what my pelvic floor was until I worked at Pure Pleasure. I was, I guess, I don't know, at the time, 25 or 26 years old. And Amy, as one of the owners with Janice, her mother, was like, these are Kegel balls. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are Kegel balls? And she's like, oh, you put them in your vagina and you, they help you strengthen the pelvic floor. And I did not understand what she was talking about. All I knew is that I had been clenching my pelvic floor since I remember sitting on my, like my dad's lap when I was five years old and clenching my my pelvic floor in like church clenching and releasing clenching and releasing like, oh you're doing it, kegels it, i was doing kegels at like five wow. and i didn't know what it what it what was but you're like and this feels nice i was starting to research because i was like well what do these balls do and what and and i had heard of benoit balls and all of these things and this is 
pre Fifty Shades of Grey and or Perry Fifty Shades of Grey, should we say? Okay. Uh, oh, so nice. it's, it was this point where no one really knew what Kegel balls did, and so I tried them and I was like, this is very interesting. And then I learned about incontinence. And so my point for this is that the pelvic floor is actually such a controlling mechanism for orgasm, which is what yes. I learned. So when I started strengthening the pelvic floor and telling my friends and whoever would listen about what the pelvic floor was in charge of and the incontinence piece, which I'm sure we'll talk about, which is like leaky bladder when you when you sneeze and you accidentally pee and this can happen over time. But this muscle is in is in control of so much more than we think about. So let's first talk about what the pelvic floor is. And I'm so grateful to know about what the fuck the pelvic floor is. So if you don't know or if you do know, just listen, because this is so good because you always get more interesting info whenever we have guests that are experts in this field. But how does it relate to sexual pleasure and also the beyond? Like, can I jump on a trampoline if I have a strong pelvic floor? Yes, you can. And then how does it apply to not only the vagina owners out there like myself, uh, but also folks with any sorts of bits, whatever you're rocking below the belt? Yes. So <clears throat> the pelvic floor is essentially a series of muscles at the bottom of our pelvis. So if you imagine your pelvis as being like a bowl, there's a series, a sling of muscles that sit at the bottom of the pelvis. And so when we think of our genitals, we think of just the genitals or the organs. So like our vaginal wall and our vaginal canal and our uterus or our, you know, testes and our scrotum. But surrounding that whole area and encompassing our genital organs is muscle. And so most of the area is muscle, which we don't, is not what we think of when we think of this space. And that is how these muscles are what allow for pleasurable sensation, allow for strong orgasm, allow for erections, um, all of the, allow for penetration, all of it. Um, In addition to keeping poop and pee in when we don't want it to come out, Mm -hmm. letting it all out when we want it to let out. (laughs) Um, And also it's a huge central point for our stability. So it's the bottom of our core. So You can really relate pelvic floor function to a ton of stuff, but I think what we'll mostly focus on today is just how it's connected to sex and better, more pleasurable sex. And this is true for, yes, all bits and pieces owners in general so you have penis you have a vulva you have all the bits of the in-betweens and this applies uh, so is pelvic floor does that include ass anus anal oh, structure? Yeah. okay oh so yeah it's the whole... so it's like the whole like literally from your tailbone to your pubic bone okay got it muscles okay. go and it's a whole bunch of muscles yeah. i can't tell you how many off the top of my head. i know you forgot your puppet <laughs> or, no. your, or your well, my model um my i'd say it's probably like 10 to 15 muscles and they go from the tailbone to the pubic bone and also side to side so if you think about those two sit bones that you like sit on they go from side to side and front to back encompassing the whole thing there's also three layers so they go from kind of superficial to deep too Mm. and in that it's like if you really do visualize a bowl there's kind of like the bottom of it and then the walls of it and it is really that expansive and then if you were to think about the genitals kind of especially for vulva owners it's like the uterus and the rectum and everything kind of like sits inside of that bowl are your hips a part of that they're like my hip hurts is that part of my pelvic floor there is a muscle called the obturator internus to get super geeky but there's a muscle that is a deep hip rotator so there's a huge there's like a direct connection there but then the actual hip joint sits outside of the pelvis okay Mm. got it but we can have referral pain from pelvic floor muscles to our hips so sometimes i'll go internal and do a trigger point release on a muscle and the person will be like oh there's my hip pain but we just never really associated it with hip pain but everything's connected 
pelvic floor. Yeah. yeah, it's so close. So low back pain, tailbone pain, sacral pain, hip pain. Could be related to could pelvic be related floor to or vice versa. Floor. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 100%. Interesting. 100%. So two things that come to mind for me. Number one, just on the, the story of the young people, you know, walking around. And uh, I taught a sex ed workshop in um, Olympia, Washington. And I don't teach a lot of sex ed these days other than on podcasts. And so and it was to some fans out there. So, hey, if I if you're listening, hello, Olympia, Washington. Love you, love you, love you. You're all so amazing. Wonderful shop owners of somewhere called Linger Boutique. Anyways, teaching the doors open, only 12 people. Um, I'm talking literally about, I don't even know, like cock pussy, whatever, something like that. And a mom walks by with like her three-year-old boy and the door is open. And it was like right when I'm like demoing something, either with like a dildo or a vulva puppet or something. And I'm like, ah! And she's like, it's okay. He already knows the word vulva. And we're like, yeah, awesome. fucking awesome. So just wanted to share that um, to that human and to, to anyone that like starting these conversations at a young age is very helpful. And you're doing that with your daughter. And so I really appreciate that. I'm um, moving on to the tightness of the pelvic floor. In April, you were talking about the Kegel exercises and Kegel balls. So so Pure Pleasure was a brick and mortar where April and I got our start in the sex toy industry. Now it's just online, purepleasureshop.com. I own it with my mom. And we sell all these different Kegel exerciser products. Um, they're generally two different balls. Um, some have balls within the balls and some of them you can like walk around in and they like move inside your body and your, your body will kind of do like automatic clenches. Some of them are more like little eggs that you're, you're tightening and releasing, tightening, releasing. So I want to tie this in. And by the way, if anyone wants to try out Kegel balls, if you go to purepleasureshop.com, you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. I think it's in the sexual wellness I section. Yeah, I think it's in the sexual wellness section. Yeah. yeah it's, it's wellness. Yeah, it's well, it is wellness. But I'm They curious. won't give you orgasms, by the way. And if they do, great. But that's what like one what, misconception. Like 50 shades of gray? Yes. People think that they the, will. She had the Kegel balls and she got spanked, spanked. And they gave her an orgasm. Which, and that's like, impressive. Please, can I have this experience? Because I <laughs> don't know anyone. I don't want people to be deceived to think that they'll buy these and that that will trigger an, an orgasm, orgasm because that is I've had friends be like you gave me those kegel balls and I never had an orgasm but, that was was like, but the whole the point is is that if you feel like you have a weak pelvic floor that structure then or like didn't you have the housemate that would put a wet towel on his cock yes this was years ago when I was in college I had no idea what he was doing but he would put a wet hand towel size to do and lift his his mom was a gynecologist uh, I, I dated him kegels. for a little bit um, yep. and he would he would lift his cock yep. up up to train himself to make his cock stronger. I didn't know what he was doing at the time. I was 21. And I was like, what are you doing? That's yeah. like a penis owner Kegel. Yeah. I totally. think his mom trained that him is. to do yeah. this. I yeah. was like, good job. Thanks, mom. mom. Yes. And that, yeah. that would be, and so they're a little different. Like one's an internal version. So, but, I, but what I want to link this to is because I have heard from other pelvic floor specialists that there is such thing as too tight, you know, that the muscles are too tight. And some people, what we've heard in the past is people who are wearing high heels all the time. You're constantly tucking your belly in because you don't want to like fully relax or release because you want to. We're taught in this culture like you can't have a belly, uh, bullshit. But um, so thoughts on that, like, and, and maybe your information isn't about Kegel exercises in general, but you know why are a lot of people more tight in a way that actually isn't helpful? Right. And then how does this compare to how society is like the looseness? You know, if you're too loose, you have sex too much, you're going to be loose. Like, what also, does all that mean? Relating to painful sex, because I know that yeah. that. 
the tight pelvic floor muscles can hugely related yes. to painful sex. Yeah. So yeah, I think one of the bullshit messaging out there is like, oh, a tighter vagina or tighter vulva is a better one. Um, when it's actually the exact opposite, you're going to have way less pleasure. Um, and the reason for that is that in order to have pleasurable sensation, we have to have muscles that can relax and contract, um, and specifically relax to give space for blood flow and lymph flow and, um, and nerves to have space to have pleasurable sensation. Um, and so actually a symptom of pelvic floor tightness can be pain, but also numbness. So when we're really, really tight, we actually have little sensation because the nerves don't have room and there's no blood flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in order to have for allow for pleasurable sensation, we have to have that ebb and flow. We have to have a relaxed pelvic floor, nerve, blood, all of the things. And then that allows for a lot of penetration Mm. first. So if you have a tight pelvic floor, then you're going to have pain with penetration. It's essentially trying to put something into a non-existing hole, even like a tampon or something. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people, Uh I treat a lot of, you know, 14 year olds or so who are like, I can't put a tampon in. Mm -hmm. It's too tight. Um, And it's painful to do so. And I also think that a lot of, you know, most people don't, have quote unquote cherries to pop or intact hymens and that you often mean virginity <laughs> right i'm glad you didn't say that i'm so over virginity <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> right but most people don't have intact hymens and so there's no like cherry to pop really they don't why is that well most most people will have a hymen that doesn't that open is uh, like not Natural. fully closed now what is a hymen exactly so it's this t- it's just layer it's like in the develop the fetal development that there's like it starts off as non-hole and then it becomes a hole and when you look at there's like residual hymen that you can visualize and it looks like kind of these little like doilies on the side essentially and so it's uncommon but it can happen that that never like makes a full hole. I remember some yeah. meeting someone actually back in the day who had to have surgery on it because yes. it wouldn't open. Yes because it wouldn't yeah. open and so yes it does exist but then we have this misconception especially as a you know teen or whatever whenever you have sex for the first time that like oh it's supposed to be painful because I have to like pop this cherry oh. and so then people get used to having painful sex because and it's really that they're so tight that and they're they don't know how to relax the pelvic floor and allow for penetration without pain but then we just are like oh well that's sex is sex is painful and uh, like you know and as if that's your first experience and that's all you know then like you know i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that just continue to have painful sex i mean some people like to have painful sex and that's a whole different Depends, topic yeah yeah sometimes here and there but, but yeah. for a lot of other people it's like we don't want to have painful sex but we don't necessarily know there's a different option out there so mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that i'm treating maybe after they've had a kid and they're like oh well i had sex i had pain with sex before i had a kid and so now like it's still painful and it's like oh well actually this could be better than ever before yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't need to be painful. Um, and so it's allowing for that penetration. And the other thing has to do with orgasm is that in order to have like a really strong orgasm, the muscles of the pelvic floor contribute to how strong that orgasm is. And so, um, a tight pelvic floor doesn't really have room to do a big contraction or a big tightening. Um, and so you kind of get this like weak piddly little thing where you're kind of like, Oh, I think that was an orgasm. I'm not really sure. Like that was it. Um, and so in addition to like pain with penetration, penetration and and just not either numbness or not able to have pleasurable sensation but then also weak 
orgasms or inability to have orgasms. And then with the penis owners, it has a lot more to do with like erectile dysfunction, not being able to keep or have an um, a erection. And it has to do with the pelvic floor muscles can cut off the blood supply that is needed to get to a penis to have a full blown erection. And that can affect Ooh. ejaculation too, right? 100%. Yeah. Ejacula ejaculatory control as yes. well. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so obviously in pelvic floor strength when i've been told uh in in what, what at the gyno or in in life about uh pelvic floor strength it's like oh he's do your kegels and, kegel, and kegel, it, kegel. yeah yeah and mm -hmm. it's like okay but then Mr. Doctor I, I, yeah and i've and i've always been like oh you gotta tons 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 so what in, in terms of the relaxation, if someone has an overly active pelvic floor, whether they have a penis or they, they, they're a vulva owner or in between, um, what are the, the, the techniques that you could do to really drop in to help release that? Aside from, I mean, obviously seeing a pelvic floor specialist would be one point, but if, if they don't know, totally. how do you, how do you kind of drop in and, and realize if you have an overly extended um active overactive i yeah. guess pelvic floor yeah yeah so i think the, the first thing to recognize is that i've never assessed a pelvic floor that wasn't tight oh interesting oh. so uh, everyone listening can pretty much assume that they have a tight pelvic floor so oh. if you were like oh, i'm not really sure this applies to me so i have a tight <laughs> pelvic floor right now oh sh relax <laughs> i'm looking at it relax so just bear down bear yeah, down. bear down bear, bear that down. pussy down. Bear down it's like i'm trying to pee or poop on the ground right now everyone that's what i'm trying to do but without doing it so we so you can pretty much assume you have a tight pelvic floor and um, we can't strengthen an already tight pelvic floor. So if you've been doing Kegels for whatever reason without much success, um, it's because you are too tight. If a muscle is already contracted, we can't contract it further. It has like no room to go. So you're yeah. just kind of running up against a wall. So is that like if you grab a weight and you just like grab it and you just hold on strong to like a like a five pound weight? Is that what it would be like? Yeah, but even more so, it's kind of like if your biceps, so if my elbow was like completely bent and then I went to try to contract my biceps more it's not it like bend my elbow more it's mm. not much yeah but if I could straighten my elbow then I would have access to like a way bigger contraction at my elbow so my so the, the distinction between so there's tightness and looseness and we live in this culture that's all about tightness which is the Right. problem right and then looseness is like the thing that people are like oh loose pussy or like you have too much sex blah 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 you know slut shaming blah 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 so are we talking to like an in-between here are you talking to like is what you're speaking to about uh, i don't know april wanted tools for uh, to work with this oh, yes. so i want i want to stick yeah. with that one too but are we talking about like the the amount it's more like strength i guess like more control and strength as opposed to sticking to tight and loose we're talking about kind of two different tissues i, I guess so when it comes to the pelvic floor muscles, which are the muscles that are in the pelvic bowl but surround the genitals, those muscles are tight. Okay. But then when we're talking about like the vaginal wall, right? That is what like after having a kid becomes loose. And that's where like prolapse can be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the vaginal wall is like, if you look at the vaginal opening and then if you were to like insert your fingers in and you felt around, you'd be feeling like the vaginal wall and the vaginal wall doesn't give you any feedback with your fingers because it's the same tissue as like your stomach. So mm -hmm. it's smooth muscle. It's not skeletal muscle. So it's able to expand and be really loose, which is why kids can come through. 
the vaginal canal. Or you can do vaginal fisting. Right, exactly. Why big things can fit yeah. in there. Um, but then if you were to like push into the vaginal wall and push to the outside of the bowl of the pelvis, then you'd be touching pelvic floor muscles. Which direction? Down? Everywhere. Kind of, everywhere. Oh, oh okay. okay. All around. All Although, the sides. Okay. All the sides. Although if you press like t- straight toward the front, then you're going to be on bladder. Yeah. That's not a recommended thing to do, right? I mean, that like doesn't... Like put your fingers in and push Well, around. if you're like a human that's partnered with someone, I wouldn't say like... Like stick your fingers in oh. and try to right like that's not no, but let's I, not go and fish but for anything i do in there. think that um we'll talk about we'll talk about tools and i think a misconception is that like you need a pelvic floor specialist to release your own pelvic floor and it's like hell no you don't it's not rocket science oh. well it's kind of like okay you know do you massage anyone's neck right and if you massage someone's neck like are you fully trained to massage that neck like is no. there right no you don't but did it feel good for the person yeah. yeah. The person's going to feel better after. It's the same principles internally because it's muscles that we're talking about here. So it's not rocket science when it comes to internally releasing the pelvic floor. So it's like yeah. the first tool. Yeah. Anyone can yeah. be a, pe- Anyone a pelvic floor re- releaser. And yeah, it's like it's like internal self-massage of the oh. pelvic floor. Yeah, that's really so I often referred to like the, the pussy massage thing as uh, like on, on for, for me, particularly like outer labia or, you know, and well, yeah, most in outer labia is as like the same thing as when someone massages my shoulders. I like kneading and pinching and pulling and all these things that you would never think of because they, you know, they don't show that in porn. But so you're saying we can do these things on the inside of our body deeper. deeper yeah, because yeah. if you're just in the labia, then you're in like layer one of the pelvic floor Yeah, when like p- layer layer three is like you can't really reach all the way throughout layer three like the deepest layer with your own finger mm. i can like barely reach the furthest part on a lot of pelvises myself and that's why they have these pelvic release wands yeah that are designed to literally release the pelvic floor and you'll notice that they have this little s curve to them mm-hmm. the um curve that's internal kind of goes to that perimeter like goes outward instead of upward so it avoids the cervix yeah. and it's more like releasing the walls through like does it vibrate there are ones that vibrate okay i'm curious is is it like uh, like the enjoy ones so there's um like Farrah wand and intimate rose are probably the two primary brands out there intimate rose is the one that has um it's silicone based it has a butthole end and a vaginal end i feel like okay let me i'm gonna show you this picture real quick is it like so there's one version there but is it like that kind of sh- that kind of shape i feel like it ha- how long is that what that, is that it, kind it, of shape it, you have to describe so it for the, people so the that shape are is, is one side that usually is used for internal stimulation in a vaginal canal but you could also use it for the prostate and the other side has these three bulbs that could be almost like anal bead ish but it's made of stainless steel it's probably like eight inches long the and pelvic seen... one has more of a curve to it so okay. i think that those are more going for like g-spot or prostate got it or just the st- simu- stimulation of having like the balls go in and out yeah um um, versus the wand has like way more of a sharper curve because you're really trying to like touch the walls on either on all the sides of the pelvis. Got so it. you're trying to like reach the tailbone. You're trying yeah. to, to reach the sides. Whoa. Tailbone from the inside. So, okay, hold on. Cause this is one tip that is great. And is this is primarily for 
vagina owners, so, right? So penis owners just so vagina owners have two holes that they can access the pelvic floor through, butthole and vagina of uh, vagina, and then penis owners just have the butthole. Okay. But we can access it. So if you're in vag if you're in vagina, then you're pushing through the vaginal wall to get to everything. If you're in the butthole, you're pushing through the rectum to get mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. But the rectum and the vaginal wall are both smooth muscles, so they have that capacity of really stretching out. So it and and don't give you any like feedback sensation wise either whether you're feeling it with a finger or whether you're releasing it with a wand and so anything you're feeling is your pelvic floor Hmm. okay so should the person that's receiving this if you are in a situation where you're receiving this whether it's self-induced or with a partner should they be relaxing or clenching or thank you for asking so so first of all is that pelvic floor release can um be pretty painful so imagine Mm -hmm. if you were to if you're really tight in your neck or back and you get a really deep tissue massage and you get that sensation of like oh that hurts that hurts but it hurts so good i need that april getting rolfing this week (laughs) yeah get ready for it so it's like the pelvic floor can have a very similar thing. So I often um, suggest that people explore it themselves mm. first because then you can have a more educated decision to make of whether you want a partner to do it for you. Because they can't feel for you. Like, yeah, totally. Was, and you just like, it, it's not necessarily, it helps like releasing it will help with pleasure. So like doing a pelvic floor release on yourself with a wand and then having sex, you're going to have a stronger orgasm mm-hmm. oh. and more and more sensation. Um, so I would start with doing it yourself. Okay. But then some people will have partners do it just because it's ergonomically easier. And sometimes you can focus on the relaxation part easier if someone else is doing it to you which is like the equivalent of a pelvic PT doing it for you um so yeah but then the nice thing about working PT though is they don't owe you anything like every time I've had sessions and you've done sex logical body work is you get to relax and not that you're trying to give them an orgasm but when we are relying on a partner to try to do this Mm. with us we can get in our head of like what am I going to do for you later right instead of like for a PT I'm just going to pay you later well I also like working with a professional for me was really huge because I trusted that they knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. and yes, no owing of anything. And there was if pleasure, pleasure didn't come for me in that session because if there's a lot of tension and tightness, I can't expect myself to release and going into that experience being like, Oh, this is going to be pleasurable. If I guess if it, it, do people have orgasms during pelvic floor sessions? No, not during pelvic floor sessions because I'm not anywhere near any parts of the clitoris. Okay. I have myself experienced and have had other people, experience where they do a pelvic floor release and they actually expose the g-spot because tightness can make it so that you don't have sensation in that area Mm. Um, but then when you have a relaxed pelvic floor and it just so happens that those wands for pelvic floor release like right are right on the g-spot that's what like the enjoy ones i'm gonna give her a curve after this yeah we'll give you a curve i want you to let me know (laughs) i mean the the enjoy pure wand is known as one of the best g-spotter toys which is a non-vibrating it's like made from um stainless steel stainless steel and and it's it's a great weapon and if you need and to which, someone. which that's the thing with weight because weight is a thing with pelvic floor and I want you to continue with tools because that's important but the weight is also important right because the weight is what you're adding on it's like if you're it's at more the gym back to right okay yeah. but the, the thing that is to add to that so like I've used an enjoy before not that it was it wasn't the pure one it was the fun wand with the beads on someone else someone's 
an ass, uh, a penis owning ass. And I, as the giver, couldn't really feel what I was right. doing to them. Right. Because it's this, it's a tool. this tool. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we use our hands and ourselves or our hands and our bodies, I'm not anti-sex toys. It's just, it's, I think it takes more care because in more con- conversation and communication, communication for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if I was to take a tool to stimulate my G spot with a tight pelvic floor, like I would have prior to that moment would have said like, Oh, I, I had never had a G spot or I had never had an internal orgasm before. And the release that I had done right before exposing it was all backside. So we tend to be a lot tighter on our backside of the pelvic floor. So Mm. surrounding our butthole. Mm. And this has to do with like posture, sitting, uh, the way we clenching breathe. your turds when you got a turtle head poking out, <laughs> farts, yes. clenching those farts in. farts in. You got a prairie dog with a peanut. <laughs> yes. And we also hold a lot of like stress tension in our butts or in our glutes. It's like very similar to our neck. It's a fight or flight response. So the release tends to be more backside, which is not where the G spot is. So do people fart in mid session? Just too much sharding. I have, I have had yeah. people fart. I actually think it's kind of fun. What about sharts? What too. about sharts when that's shitting and farting at the same time? Everyone, if you didn't. No, that's like having I, childbirth. <laughs> that is like having that is childbirth. childbirth. Yeah. I always tell my patients, like, if you pee on me, if you poop on me, like, no big deal. Everyone does it. No one's ever pooped or peed on me. Yeah. Um, but but gas. farts. Yeah. Well, because because another tool which we'll get to next is like um, is breath is like to relax as you have the internal massage. Um, but it's really. I think my version of fun is very strange, but Uh, not here. We're very strange (laughs) people. So, so internally I can feel the gas approach. If I'm releasing toward the backside on on their body, on their body, I can like feel it coming down the rectum. And then I I'll be like, Hey, you can let that go. (laughs) Hey, did you have some chickpeas for lunch? Cause I can feel them. They're coming out. What did you eat? Cruciferous vegetables. I don't care. Oh, Here's your broccoli. No smell. Smell. No smell. I'm into it. Just let it go. Just let it go. And then if they pee on you, like you had asparagus earlier. (laughs) I can tell. I'm glad you're eating your veggies. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Lots of fiber. But yeah, they're always surprised to be like, oh, you knew that there was a part of there? (laughs) Yes, Yes, I did. I'm right up on it. Up in your body. I can help push it out for you if you want. Um, I need you sometimes. (laughs) Me too. Can you come to our house like every day? A little treatment after this. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. UberLube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go-to, UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. UberLube is without a doubt my favorite lube and countless listeners agree, often stating, we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real Volvo owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. 
OMG has studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you, I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to the show. So when it comes to tools, so in direct internal massage is one of the most specific and effective. And that's why pelvic PTs are like, you know, that's what we do most of the time is internal direct pelvic floor release. But then that tool we have access to all the time is our breath is our breath. Mm -hmm. So um, essentially on every breath that we take, what should happen is as we inhale or take a breath in our diaphragm kind of like flattens and pushes our interabdominal contents around and down. And as that happens, the abdomen, the abdominals and the pelvic floor kind of relax and lengthen. So we use that to facilitate pelvic floor relaxation. So if you just were to focus on your breath and you were to think about taking a deeper breath in, but then guiding it downward, we tend to be like all up in our chest breathing or holding our breath just because of like life in general. Mm. Um, And so you might realize like, oh, I actually don't get any let go down there or any expansion down there ever. Um, the most natural times to relax the pelvic floor are when we poop and pee or let a fart out. And then also sex, if we are able to relax into that, but you can kind of use your hands for feedback, like taking one hand on your chest and then you can like take one hand and press it up against your perineum penis owner or vagina owner. That's your taint or your gooch. If you're on the there you East go. Coast. Or the Kundalini is oh, what? I'm, I'm, I'm learning some new things Or you can take it on like right above your pubic bone because the lower abdomen is very like fascially connected. And you're essentially trying to like quiet your top hand on your chest and fill up your bottom hand mm-hmm. with your inhale. And you'll feel this kind of like let go of the space that and uh, let go of tension that you didn't even know that you were necessarily holding. Oh my God. So I wasn't, when we were in Costa Rica, Amy, a couple of years ago, I did a session with one of the massage therapists there, this beautiful human from Colombia. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, you breathe into your chest all the time because I was having like uh, not back pain or anything, but he was doing a, a, uh, some body work on me. And I was like, really I do. And just trying to shift breathing from into my chest to my belly was really challenging. Mm-hmm. And when I became consciously aware that I was breathing into my chest more than my belly, now I'm always like, Oh damn, I, I always do that. It. And it's, yeah. it's interesting because that's like a really good, it's not even a point of like relaxation. It's a kind of a different way to use what's with you all the time, all the which time. is your breath. If you're a living human, yes, you you have your breath and yes. shifting that, that thought 
thought pattern into, oh, I'm only breathing into my chest. And, and I still do that even unless I'm consciously aware. And so I love that. I didn't realize that it was connected to my pelvic floor. Well, you can breathe also. So like right now, as you were saying this, I was, and and I think, so I, I, cause I'm heady like you, April. And I think heady people also, we were kind of like more upper body. And so a lot of breathing in the chest and especially if we get anxious, you know, and then it's all chest and head. Uh, But like there are a lot of yoga and things, you know, we're constantly breathing in only in and out of the nose, but then into the belly often. Sometimes we're exhaling out of the mouth, but that's a whole like uh, thing. We're not talking about different different podcasts, podcasts. but um, I do remember learning in in Tantra practices that not only can you imagine breathing into the lower belly, not imagine because you can do it like your belly expands. And then you can not have air. I'm doing it right now and not have air going to your chest. Although now I can add it to my chest. So now they both have breath. But what I can also do is inhale into my lower belly, but then invite it into my pelvic Go floor. Lower. Yeah. I think a lot of practices stop it at the belly. Like even if the air is not going there, it still is expanding that area. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, I, you, we always say like breathe down into your pelvic floor, fill up the bowl of your pelvis with air. It's not technically air. Your lungs are not down there. Yeah. It's really intra-abdominal pressure that you're guiding down there. But still visualization wise, it's like, just think about breathing down there, but you can even think about like breathing into your sit bones or breathing into your tailbone. And you're just getting it lower. It's gotta be lower than the belly button in mm. order to affect the pelvic floor. Um, and a lot of practices are very, yeah, belly dominant, which is still so much better than chest breathing. Chest breathings are fight or flight. Yeah. And you, I, I, we could do a whole podcast on just breath. Yeah. Gen- I'm sure you probably talk about breath a lot because it does have to do with connecting and going into well, we, pleasure. <laughs> we totally do. And I think a lot of people, though, they, they think that it's a little bit like this wooey thing, right? Like that, you know, we have the vagus nerve. Correct me if I'm wrong. We talk about it in multiple podcasts, but it's like the long Longest, biggest nerve system yeah. in our body that connects from our pelvic floor to our throat. Right. And so hence why when I have an orgasm and I'm like, ah! you know, it, it's, it means vibrating and releasing everything in my body and it's connecting my pelvic floor to my throat. And then I'm releasing that out and it makes it more intense versus the orgasm. Like, totally. Which are also nice too. <laughs> an orgasm yes. is an orgasm yeah. to some degree. Yeah. As long as <laughs> pleasure is pleasure, y'all. Pleasure is pleasure. I'm like, I'm for all, any of it and yeah. all of the above. I well, take column sometimes D. Sometimes if you're used to being able to scream all the time and you have to be silent, that's pretty hard. That's kind of I think too. you should stop screaming because your voice is, is a little taxed. I think I, it's, it's permanently dead. But not on your next <laughs> orgasm, okay? Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'll save it for orgasms. But I, yeah, you're spot on. And it, it does sound woo-woo at first, but then I like to think about it as, um, as like fight or flight is like uh, is our are our bodies set up to have orgasms and pleasure in while running from a tiger mm. and it's kind of like no definitely not, not that's time. that's a different <laughs> system right and so that's where it's like it really does it re- there is like physiological scientific evidence behind like shifting our bodies through breathing into that more like rest digest which is where we feel safe and secure to have orgasm and have pleasure same thing applies to, to erections like uh mm. it's a bear is going to eat you not the time to get hard well okay so we tools so we have two okay i recall breathing and internal pelvic floor release yes Yes. is there another one um i would just no bears or (laughs) tigers or lions lions. oh my (laughs) (laughs) go into a safe and secure house Uh, (laughs) no jungle um apparatus is allowed wait oh wait 
maybe you could a stick maybe in the jungle. turns you on I don't okay know. Yeah. yeah well it all depends it all depends on what makes you go yeah. i mean the other ones are a little bit like more kind of the indirect so it's like different reasons that the pelvic floor are tight is postural stuff um so more of a neutral posture what's a neutral posture posture though um, because I'm, okay. I'm on my laptop all the time and neutral posture sucks okay so imagine now <laughs> okay so this has to do with like in so positionally we can tighten muscles or we can lengthen things so we can bring it back to the elbow it's like positionally if i bend at the elbow then my biceps is shortened and then if i straighten at the elbow it's lengthened so same idea so this is why posture can affect pelvic floor length is just by the position of the pelvis so if you were to think about your pelvis and you were to roll back all the way onto like your sacrum and tailbone that's a posterior pelvic tilt your sacrum's where your tailbone if you had to tail people okay mm-hmm. just in case like, you wanted where's like, my tail like slouchy posture like making a c with yeah your i mean body. i feel like i'm doing it right now like c yeah. curve from the body so that position tightens the pelvic floor yeah Uh-oh. okay so then if you were to do the opposite and stick your ass out and roll more toward your, your pubic bone, then that lengthens the pelvic floor, but might also bug your back because you're using I can already feel my back. Yep. My back says no. So right in the center there, oh. right sitting over your sit bones, that is neutral. And you'll find that in this position, you have access to actually breathe down into your pelvic floor way easier. I do. Oh my God. Than if you were like you super slouchy her. back. And that's because just positionally <laughs> you put yourself into neutral. I feel so there. good right now like this. <laughs> oh my God. April has the cutest smile on her face right now. Jenny just fucking fixed her life. I love it. <laughs> uh, so that's posture. And then the other thing is that the pelvic floor can grip as a compensation for muscle weaknesses. So let's say you have glute weakness or abdominal weakness, then the pelvic floor can be compensatory. And so just like core and glute strength mm-hmm. can help resolve a like, you know, original culprit for why the pelvic floor continues to be tight. Can you elaborate on this? Because I am having problems grasping exactly what that means. Okay. So we talked, we talked about how the pelvic floor is very close to the low back and very close to like the hips. So as a muscle that is in near proximity to the butt and to the abdominals, if the abdominal, like if you were imagine them as a basketball team, it's like everyone needs to show up and play the role in order for not one player to be overtaxed. If a player is slacking, like the abdominals don't want to work, they're off in Hawaii, then, <laughs> then the pelvic floor has to be like, okay, I'll, I'll pick this up. up. Yep. And so a lot of people will find that they'll do the pelvic floor releases, they'll practice their breathing, and they can improve but only temporarily because the original cause of the pelvic floor tightness hasn't been resolved, which could be posture, which could be strength, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like that bigger picture of being like, okay, well, we have to have a strong core and strong glutes. Yeah. In Is order this bearing like down idea. as well? So when you, when you pee, because I know your pelvic floor muscles also can contract when you have to pee and you're holding your pee, right? At least that's what I do. I'm like, oh, I gotta pee. I'm gonna contract. To hold so, it. To hold it. Yeah. So if you feel that so bearing is bearing down a part of that meaning you're like kind of pushing down we or don't that- want to so we really so normal like poop and pee health is that we don't actually have to push anything it just okay. kind of does it just kind of comes out yeah. what we do what our job is to do is to just like let go of the pelvic floor so do the breath just like breathe down let it go don't push down but just breathe down and let the tension go and then that makes it so that the pelvic floor gets out of the way and lets poop and pee oh. because the rectum itself actually has a peristalsis contraction which is going to like help the poop come out and then the bladder is a muscle too so the bladder contracts as the pelvic floor releases and that 
makes pee come the out. The bladder's a muscle. The bladder is a muscle. So many I muscles. think I'm so smart and then I'm like, nope, nope. Well, I'm you bad. are very, very smart, but you don't know everything. And so no. we're, we're, I did not we, know. Before we go into how people can find and work with you <laughs> and all the things, I was going to ask you, what about cross-legged? What about uh, CrossFit? I think it's like, no. What about <laughs> CrossFit? Sitting cross-legged, right? Like, and how that. So affects. you mean like with with either over or if you're sitting like in a so like, yoga uh, style, cross, like meditation like, style? No, not not cross. Or, sorry, not like that kind of cross. Like I have one leg over the other, and that's it. I'm sitting okay. right now cross-legged because I'm proper. So one leg's over the other. Crossed. Yeah, and I, and okay. I'm drinking, sipping my cocktail that I don't have right in my hand right now, and I mean one foot's kind of wagging around because I'm you know my swagger. What do you think? How do you think that that affects pelvic floor? Because our last podcast that we did with someone, they weren't talking about pelvic floor health but they were talking about how this this was you know a vulva owning like beautiful woman who was like i just let my legs open yeah and just like let it all relax and i'm just like you know, the theme was wetness and it wasn't actually alexa. About being wet. alexis yeah alexis yeah. sorry but do you think that the way that we so you're talking about posture but the way that we hold our legs and our lower body also yeah contributes 100 well you'll find that like people who don't have strong pelvic floors will like cross their legs when they really have to pee because it like uh, closes the pelvic floor so it's like positionally helping them keep it in Um, and so that is going to facilitate tightness versus like anything knees wide anything open is going to facilitate like lengthening and Mm. opening of the pelvic floor so like if we were to go into yoga it's kind of like child's pose happy baby um, supported squat like all of those lengthen the pelvic floor so if we did breathing down into the pelvic floor in those positions, you're getting like a double whammy there because you're positionally lengthening the pelvic floor and then breathing into it. And you'll find that if you have sex in any of these positions, then you'll also have a stronger contraction because you're starting at a more relaxed state. Another reason why foreplay is so huge in like foreplay can be a form of pelvic floor release. So then you can have a more relaxed pelvic floor going into having an orgasm and have a stronger orgasm there too. Mm -hmm. So like the more lengthened and let go of the pelvic floor we can go into sex with the more pleasure capacity and the more stronger orgasms fascinating so i don't usually orgasm from oral sex on my pussy uh, someone going down to me but like the the couple times that i did the most recent one i was squatting on some like you know face fucking basically but like but also like them consensual rubbing up yeah but i was in a squat position in a very comfortable one and and i was hands on a wall and I probably have orgasmed from a mouth my pussy like under 10 times. But that's interesting because it let my body relax. Relax. So, so, ah, exactly. More face fucking for Amy. <laughs> that is what we've learned today. Today, it's all about Amy. <laughs> so, okay. So, Jen... Jenny, sorry. Um, one, just that, not yes, Jennifer. I know. I remember no Jennifer. That. <laughs> so can you tell folks, because you are located in Santa Cruz. We didn't say that this this is in person. We kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but you're in Santa Cruz. Yes. And if folks want to work with you, if they're not in Santa Cruz, but also if they are, can you give folks just yeah. uh, your all your handles? I would just go to Jenny Putt, J-E-N-N-Y, P-U-T-T, like golf, um, PT.com. And what you'll see when you go there is it's all about babies. It's all about pelvic floor and making babies and having babies mm-hmm. but don't let that scare you off if you don't belong in that population just go to the contact shoot me an email jennyput at gmail is the email um and and yeah i do a lot of virtual stuff as well um and i soon hope to have some sex ed resources up Woo! there is what i'm currently working on exactly when you do the virtual thing do you, can you guide people to like learn how to do their own pelvic floor yeah, release or online? All, um, yeah what we do is um there's not 
like genitals on screen. Yeah, it's but just, it's but more. Of, I have like a little model, yeah. and whether we're using a wand or we're using hands, I kind of in real time guide people through how to do it, cool. and then in real time they can tell me what they feel, and then I can say like, oh, well, that probably means this, and then let's do. I'll walk them through kind of what to do about it. But it can still be kind of private and discreet. So yes, cool. Yeah, but th- yeah, there's nothing off the table. What does it mean when people do a pee pee dance? Because I'm doing that right now. I'm like, oh, you have to pee? yeah, because I got to pee. It just means you probably have to pee. Yeah, it means you have to pee. I'm not holding my pelvic floor, but I'm doing. Well, you'll probably feel like you have to. If you do a few kegels right now, it will decrease the sensation of having to pee because peeing needs that reflex for relaxation. So if you do the opposite, then you'll have a little bit. It'll buy you a little bit more time. Oh my god, I'm doing it right now. She's buying time. time. (laughs) Buying time. I love you, Jenny. I I think you're amazing, and I just learned just like that's a good trick. Just kegling. I I consider myself a camel, but when I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm like, damn it. Um, I want to encourage everyone right now, before you go anywhere, stay tuned just for the last bit of this podcast because there's going to be a trailer about Sluts and Scholars event that's in Malibu. Malibu. No, you come to oh. my house in Malibu. <laughs> that's my best Arnold uh, impersonation. They're but part of our podcast network. They're yes, awesome. Sluts and Scholars. It's it, it will be incredible. Just listen. Just listen to the info because you may want to check that out. You mm-hmm. probably will. Mm-hmm. Are you my April or May? Want to check it out? Ooh. Or uh, my name's June. Or June. Um, <laughs> and remember uh, that Jenny put, if you put, can't, I always say put, but put. Um, it depends. Put. Some would argue that that's actually the right way to say put. it. I don't know. That's how I wanted to say it because you I can say it however you want to say so it. So it's J E N N Y P U T T P T dot com. Yeah, yeah. And for all of you out there in our beautiful listening neighborhood, wherever you're located in the world, go ahead, give us some shout outs on iTunes. Or and Spotify. Spotify. Amy likes to finish my sentences. That's because we've been together for so goddamn Forever. long. Forever. And I love her so much. And she's gonna kill me in about five minutes. I will. <laughs> and not. Um <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm just gonna massage your pelvic floor. Nope, I'm gonna ask Jenny to do it. Jenny put. Um <laughs> All right. No, for real, though, we read every single one of your reviews. And we also I invite you to love us more because it helps more people find their shameless sex revolutionary tactics in life. Whether or not you want to listen to every episode, we love you. And I love you. You right there. I'm talking to you in the car, uh, walking on the street, vacuuming your house. Or maybe you're doing dishes or maybe you're fucking high fiving your friend on the street. Maybe you're masturbating. Maybe you're masturbating. I don't know what you're doing. I don't care. I love you. All right, y'all. We're going to see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for Amy. Now and enjoy this trailer. Hey listeners, this is Nicoletta Heidegger, therapist, sexologist, and host of the podcast Sluts and Scholars. I'm here to invite you and a partner or lover to join me on September 24th and 25th for a two-day partner-based retreat at a private seaside ranch in Malibu. You can find all the details and tickets at thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. This retreat is designed for partners wishing to enhance pleasure in the bedroom and beyond, and it is specifically created for folks who are struggling to start or restart the conversation around sex, intimacy, and desire. No experience required, just willingness for more. I'm hosting with two other pleasure experts, the canisexual Ashley Manta, as well as renowned behavioral therapist Lisa Reeder. We know that most of us are not taught how to have great sex, but practice makes pleasure. 
Come join us to learn the skills to enhance pleasure and intimacy in your relationship. Only 14 couples will be invited, so come secure your spot today at thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Discounted rate is available for the first three couples only, or find details on Instagram at sluts and scholars. That's thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.